Hello, everyone. We do apologize for the slight delay in this week's podcast. Cal and I have unfortunately had a few things on. and We haven't been able to record it until just this evening. Nonetheless, we do have an epic podcast ahead for you, previewing this round of fixtures, all that and more. This is the Perth Footy Podcast. Calamoli, welcome back. It's the Perth Footy Podcast, episode 16. And we firstly, off the bat, we will apologise for the lateness of this episode, which we were kindly reminded by... A few of our, our loyal fans, yeah. D- Double-digit uh, listeners did send in, in panic mode. It's like we'd been pulled from Spotify. People were like, where is the episode? But... Uh, <laughs> We, we, we do we do uh, apologise, as I said, but uh, we we have been very busy this week. Uh, Cal's had a few things on. I've been uh, I've uh, I've been under the weather this week. It just um, it life life happens sometimes, Jake, and unfortunately a lot of people. But we do really appreciate it. To be honest, Jake, it does mean that people are listening. They want the pod. We really really respect it. But it's a good chance for us to do like a preview episode of the of the Perth Footy Podcast going into tomorrow's games on a Saturday, rather than recapping the weekend that was. So. You know, there's always a silver lining, especially when you've got some dark clouds outside, Jake, which I'm looking at right now. It is always good to actually think there's a, there are some positive things. So if we do need to, you know, your Chalk Panthers, your Gerard Arangios, let's just take a couple of chill pills, boys, and we'll be we'll be up and about soon. I, I think I had uh, on Tuesday, because usually most episodes go out about 8.45 eh? yeah, yeah. to 9.30. You're good, you're good like that too, Jake. You're, yeah, I set myself a little reminder. So yep. in between that sort of 8.30, 9.30 range, they, the episode does drop. I had uh, Jacob Sinagra. Sinagra. Yeah, Snaggy Dactyl. The Snaggy Dactyl. Snags. Um, he messaged me at about 9.32 saying, where's the pod? And I yep. was like, oh, you're eager. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> And then we had one of, I think we had uh, the Milky Milky Kid, I think from Kingsway. Yeah, Milky, um, he's, he's a good, he's, he he's hit a good me man. Up, I think Tuesday night, um, he was wondering where the pod was. And then we had Noodle message us in our group chat yesterday morning asking it's, where it was. So we look, do, look, we, we are sorry. It won't happen again though, Jake. We'll make sure we're at the regular Monday Arvo uh, fixturing for our record and make sure it's up on Tuesday next week. Um, we do apologise out there, but we, we live and learn and we move forward. And it feels like... Years ago, the last round almost, <laughs> but uh, how did you go over the weekend? My gut-wrenching loss on the weekend, Jake, probably only just getting over it uh, to Scarborough. Um, very, although it was a little bit nostalgic for me, Jake. I actually got a, a massive thrill out of playing. I played most, most of the game on Tommy Willett, and Tommy Willett was my Colts captain in at Claremont in 2007, and very, very good man, Tom. It was good to, it was good to have two veterans, old-timers, playing on each other. And he was one bloke that was a really good leader, really good captain, and one, and one reason that I think I've progressed in the football journey that I have. So it was good to play on him for a little bit. Uh, Did he de- give, you, give you a bar? Yeah, definitely got a hot... I reckon he got over me on the second half. I might have had a little bit of the ball early on in the game. But, um, yeah, it was good to have, you know, old... And I didn't, I didn't mind running around listening to Nick Comer, uh, Jake. He had a few things to say that made me laugh a fair bit. It was, uh, it was pretty funny, mate. Was he still on a wing? He was on a wing. He, was, um, he has a lot to say. It's pretty good. He's not doesn't shy away from giving his giving feedback to his teammates, but also you know when something needs to be said to the oppo or the umpires. You two would be short of a word. I wouldn't he imagine. Got, he, he, there. Got, he got me once too. I sort of tried to I tried to milk it a little bit, a bit of Jack Ginnivan action, but he uh, he read me and tackled me properly. And uh, then he told the umpire to watch me not to to take a dive. So well, you guys started really well. I did notice on on the on the score on the PFL oh, up, great was, great yeah. up. You guys were uh, five three up to a goal at quarter time, Qu- and Scarborough slowly 
you know, chip Slightly pegged it back. Um, probably used a l- little bit of experience. Uh, Scott Worthington, five snags. That definitely helped. Or six sna- five snags. Five I think snags. It was. He can play. Um, Mitch McFay, also very clever. Kicked a couple of really, really good ones. I mean, the experience, Scotty Tyres and Tommy Willett down back were pretty handy. Um, and Jolly Ashman, little uh, the the little man in and under, he was pretty handy for him. So mate, and I know you blokes have got Scarborough this week, so it's going to be a good good tussle for your for your mob. Um, but yeah, mate, that, that one hurt a little bit. Definitely one of those feelings in the change rooms after. But you get another go the next week, so we move on. Talk us through uni's effort last week, Jake. Uh, we had a we had a good win uh, up at uh, Kingsway Reserve. One of the one of the great places to go and play footy, more so from a spectator perspective, Absolutely. because they got that fantastic club room and, and obviously the, the can bar that they've got um, up there as well. I, I got to meet um, the Milky Kid um, race from Kingsway. Um, he has the busted finger that we talked about the yep. uh, the other weekend. So I got to meet him. He came and introduced himself. Um, and yeah, we, we had a probably a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde game. We started pretty poorly in the first half. Um, it was a bit of a struggle um, for both teams to kind of get some continuity continuity going. Um, and it was, I think we were only up by a goal or five points at half time. And then in the second half, we sort of... Clicked um, a little bit. Yeah, clicked into gear a little bit. And um, yeah, I think we ran away uh, with, a, with a fairly good win in the end. So um, we're pretty happy with that um, to... To get the victory up there, because Kingsway, they're they're a team that can can get you on their day. They're a very dangerous team. We have yep. seen that in the past, and I wouldn't be surprised if they really take it up to a, a few of the teams with, the, with their remaining fixtures. How did our great friend of the podcast, Braden Fermark, played? I'm glad you said that, Cal. He played very well, Braden. Yep. Um, I did try and get into his head with the old affirmation sort yep. of um, humour. And as always, we do send some positive thoughts your way, Braden. And he uh, he. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he did this really good like pick up sidestep and like kick kick the goal and like as he was running to goal because um, he had a bit of grass in front of him I was just like started screaming affirmation affirmation <laughs> he kicked that that's slotted a great, it that's a great he, chat then. and he turns around and he goes how's that for an affirmation and I was like yeah. <laughs> not not a bad call mate so if I'm sledging you uh, it's pretty uh, funny I reckon but. if there's if there's I think. I don't think this is unfair of me to say but I think he would be he could be the competition's Jack Ginevan would that be a fair call. Uh, well, he doesn't... He's definitely a showman. He's got something to say. He doesn't really duck his head, but well, he, you know, say, he's doesn't, definitely... probably doesn't duck his head. Yeah, but, he's, but he, I reckon he sells tickets. He's that sort of player. He's got he? a lot of X factor. He, he's yep. a seriously talented player, but um, no, the Kings will have a few uh, little talented uh, boys around, uh, around in their team. I, I will say um, there is some funny footage that uh, a good mate of the, of the pod, Con uh, Angle Cobb, one of my good mates as well. Good man, Con. He's, uh, he played in the twos earlier in the day and he was um, enjoying a beer on the balcony watching the game and, and he decided to feel me getting a handball receive, but that they've brought in the oval a little bit, Kingsway. Um, so usually it's a massive round ground, it's like biggest in the, yeah. in the PFL. I think they've brought it in maybe 10, maybe even more metres either side. So yeah. they made it a lot skinnier. Um, and the sort of boundary line was a little bit faint on one side and I've got a handball receive and genuinely have received it three or four metres outside the boundary line. I've run <laughs> thinking I'm still in. I thought it was about five metres still in. So pretty embarrassing. Um, that's ultimate resi sort of stuff. But um, It's good to see you running to receive though, Jake, and even better that you're being rewarded. I did see a link-up play where you got a few touches too, mate, which is I awesome. I got a touch, which is cool. So. Uh, I think we should let our listeners know that Jake's just – he's gone through a shift back down to his uh, his roots in, in de- into defensive 50. So I know coach has gone, you're kidding yourself, mate. You're never going to be in your back pocket. I was like, yeah, that's Yeah, fair. but it's all right, mate. I'd th- definitely prefer to play down back than uh, on the wing. The wing can be very hot and hit and miss. Absolutely. Look, Cal, before we uh, get into the rest of the program, I think the uh, the forecast for this weekend 
It's it's uh, we spoke about it the other weekend. It was I think uh, across NADOC week. It was predicted to be twenty five plus mil. Yep. And I think it's similar areas Tomorrow, this week. I think it is. Yeah. How many people? Especially last night, because there's a bit of rain around. A few tight hammies and stuff. You'd there think. were a lot. Uh, there didn't say. There didn't seem to be. I reckon we were saved, Jake, by our meat raffle. I reckon that probably got everyone too trained. Thanks to Princey Butchers, but I think there's going to be another instalment of Curtis Guglielmano's uh, messages from his twos and the ultimate resies about excuses of why they cannot get to training because this weather is just. It's not ideal, Jake, especially during the week. With a month to go on the season, you'd be hoping for a you know really smooth sailing run home into into the finals if into you're lucky the, enough as well. In the sunny well. September, yeah. We've actually been blessed because last the other week was the only sort of properly wet round. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we can't be too um, you know pissed off really because you know yeah. if you look over at the in the it's been a good year. Been a the Nephew, the East Coast, they play in this weather every second week, so yeah. we we can't be too disheartened by that. But just in case you haven't looked at bomb this week. <laughs> Be prepared. Twenty-five mils of rain. Get the long sleeve out in the dryer if you yeah. if you haven't already, because it's going to be absolutely torrential. It's down going to be one of those days, Jake. But we just got to live and live by it, and do what we can to get a couple of kicks. Absolutely. Hopefully. And we're going to have a short break now, and then Cal's going to get into. Well, there's going to be Jake's and ladders. Jake's and ladders returns. Yes, finally. <laughs> and then uh, Cal also preview some of the weekend's big upcoming fixtures. All right, Cal, due to the lateness of this pod, we did say we'll, we'll slightly restructure the episode and, and instead of reviewing the, the games from last weekend, we're going to preview the matches uh, for this weekend and some that have a, little, a bit more sub- substance to it, yep. um, a bit more meaning and probably impact on the ladders. So what I'm going to do is, as, as we did just um, say before, Jake's Ladders is back. Yes. Um, which everyone's so stoked for, the, the three <laughs> people that have mentioned it. So it's I'm going to go league. through from uh, A, B and C grade on the men's and women's and just go the landscape of the ladders at the moment and where it's at. And, yep. and obviously, you're going to touch on the impact of some of the games this weekend that it could have Sounds in the last joke. four weeks to go um, of the regular season. So we'll start with the C1 women. So from the top, we've got Melville with a very healthy percentage of 338%. They're 10-1 and one on 40 points. North Freo also 40 with Canning, South Perth, Hammersley, Kareen, Canning Vale, rounding out that top five with the Swan Valley, Hills Rangers, Calamunda and Bayswater, that next uh, rung below. It's it's a, well, that's – and it looks – I mean, Melbourne been pretty good all year, Jake, which is great. And I they think were your tip. They, they were my tip, and I'm glad you mentioned that. But I reckon it's going to be an interesting game this week, Jake, because you get one versus two. It's North Fremantle versus Melville. At Gil Fraser, really good deck. Although I don't know how good a deck it'll be tomorrow, especially with that the likely rain coming in, but also a bit of wind. So that'll be one to watch this week. And I reckon that if whoever wins that will sew up top spot. It'll be hard for him to lose it from there, Jake. So look, I'm going to back my Melville, my Melville use in. I'm happy for you to jump on the North Mantle bandwagon there, Jake. But that'll be an important game. Well, I, I tips the Hammersley Crane girls who who have they're, been they're, thereabouts. So they're, they're, they're sitting fourth at 32 points in the moment. So we, we dare say those, those top four um, are locked in. Um, looks pretty close, yeah. And then Canning Vale would... I don't even think they can mathematically. No, nah, they can't. No. They definitely can't. Canning South Perth, Hammersley Kareen, North Mantle and Melbourne. Because with nine teams, I wonder if it's a top five or top four. I'm not sure 
how exactly that one will work. Maybe we'll talk to Adam Gileno, um so he can give a little bit more we'll information We'll get on to the that. fetus about that soon. Uh, moving into the C1 men's. So Kalamunda have been the, the story all year is the best team in uh, in that C1 division. So Kalamunda leading on top with 44 points, 11-3, and three, closely trailed by Canningvale, who are 10-4, and four, Hamsley Kareen. Carlisle and Balladura round out that top five with Jandicott uh, just outside on 28 points. Kingsley are on 20 as well as High Wycombe, but I think a lot would probably have to go right in those last few rounds for those those teams to make it. Um, that percentage for Balladura is uh, pretty high. It is um, good. Yeah, it is well. good. Um, I reckon, it, I mean, Canningvale and Hammers the Crane play against each other this week. All right. So essentially, Canningvale probably playing for a home final. All right, if they get the win here, they still give them a chance to give themselves a chance to finish on top spot. But if they win this week, they're probably getting a home final, which is what every club is dreaming of. And I reckon there's another important game there. Balladur and Carlisle play each other this week, Jake. So I reckon that's going to be a huge one too at Kingfisher Park. I mean, I'll back and I think I threw the Carlisle Cougars into one of my tips early in the year. So I'd love for them to play a bit of finals here. I mean, Oh, if Carlisle win this, they'll go... Oh, if Hammersley Crane lose, it'll be re- really interesting. But at least there's four teams um, squaring off in the top five against each other this week. So it's going to be interesting, Jake. Still anyone's race. And I still think Jandicott aren't out of it either. They're still very much in uh, contention for a finals berth. And and as I said before, Kalamunda has been that team all year that has yep. been easily the most consistent and, and the best. They've got Kingsley this week, which you would think based on their current uh, positions, they should get the job done there. Correct. And then they have uh, to finish the year. They've got Williton, who are currently in last place. And then they've got uh, to finish off, they've got Thornley and once it loads, Thornley and Canningvale, which would be a big, uh, big game to finish the year. So, Theoretically, they could, in those last four games, go maybe three and one, which should show them up top spot. So it's theirs to lose at the moment, um, Kalamunda's, and, and the way they've played this year, they should be able to hold on to that top spot and, and get that week off for the first uh, week of the finals. You're flying here, Jake. The return of Jake's ladders is going so well right now. Let's keep going. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Moving on to the B grade, and look, nothing's really changed in the B grade. We we did know Wembley um, have been the best team all year. They're 12 and zip. Um, with a mammoth percentage. Do you know what it is, Cal? What is it? 663. That's insane. 0.27. <laughs> for this time of the year, that's next level. That's huge. They've, I mean, uh, and then I think, oh, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I believe, I don't think Swan Ath is far behind it. Well, it's not. So it's 470.59 <laughs> behind. But if the, the best thing about Wembley is it's, it's 975 points they've scored and they've only allowed 147 um, in, in 12 games, which is... Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. So, I mean, if you divide 147 by 12, Cal, that's, that's about 12-ish points per game, which yeah. is... That's good math. Yeah, well done. Well. Quick math. Uh, quick math, absolutely. And then we got Quinns Districts and Kenwick have been uh, thereabouts in that uh, that top four with Quinana being fifth. So Forestdale is that team still trying to push into that top five and Williton's that next rung below. A lot would have to go right for Williton. So Forestdale's probably that one team that can bump into that top five and, and potentially take over Quinana. And, um, and it's an important game this week, Jake. So if Quinana win, they go three hit games ahead of Forestdale and they're giving themselves a serious chance of playing finals. So Forestdale have to win, must win game. It's the biggest game of the round in the women's B grade this week. I don't know if we've spoken about it, Cal, mm. and I want to hear your stance on this. Okay. Do you want to be a team, and I've spoken about this with a few other people as well, do you want to go undefeated in the regular season? No. Nah. 
You don't. No, I've never had that opportunity before. No, actually, that's not true. One year when I was, I think, 16. But I think there's, it's, yeah, I think for the voodoo and everything, you know, I think some teams when they are flying like that and they do drop a game in the regular season, they breathe a sigh of relief. All right, that's my opinion. I think it's always, you know, it's very, very hard to maintain a undefeated record throughout the whole year. I think teams would, I don't know, what, what do you reckon? Do you like? Would you think winning form is good form? Winning form is good form. I, I would say though, you, you kind of want to lose one in the middle part of the season, not not one rightly close to finals. Because sometimes if you lose one just before finals, like you know in the last two rounds or something, if you go into I don't know how often it's happened. But yeah. If you're if you've gone sixteen and I leading up to you know round seventeen and you lose mm. one in round seventeen, and there's an obvious reason why you lost it. Yep. Maybe that allows teams to finally realise, you know, maybe they've got a few cracks in their in their armour sort of thing. So I'm sure Wembley don't because at the moment they're, um, they've proven, as well as Swan Athletic, they've only lost one. Swan, so, and that's to Wembley. So Swan Ath will be backing themselves in. It's going to be a good final series. I'll tell you what, if we got a Wembley-Swan Ath grand final, that'll be one to watch. It would be. Absolutely. Now, moving on to the B-grade men's. Now, this is a ladder that we've been very intrigued by, it's, haven't we, Cal? It's always very close. And you tipped uh, Mount Lawley, I believe. Uh, no, I'm jumped on Mount Lawley afterwards. I think oh, I was, I was back in Ridge. Ocean Ridge. Ocean yeah. Ridge. So you, They're you, still thereabouts. You jumped on the ladder leaders probably, I think, about two weeks ago. So that was an interesting choice by you. Mount Lawley and Wanneroo are both uh, equal points on top, both 12-2 and two with Collegians in third, Whitford's and Ocean Ridge, your boys, fifth, with Baldivis probably being that next team that can make um, a play at that top five. We know the talent that Baldivis have, so they're definitely still in that race. Bull mm-hmm. Creek Leaming have a bit of work to do. Um, they'd have to get some probably some results go their way. Well, and I think with if you look at the lower end of that ladder, Jake, I mean, Swan Arthur were probably in relegation zone, but there's still maybe a chance. They play Wembley this week, who I think are one win ahead of them. Did you uh, say the footage of Swan Arthur? I did. Yeah, Monty, I think his name is. Just got Oh, well, just a little fact. I, like, I don't oh. mind that. And then Jared, the positioning of the camera there was sensational. So that's kept their season alive. All right, you got Melville probably struggling a little bit there. Um, and that, that puts a little bit of heat on Bull Creek Leaming as well. And they've got Baldivis this week who are, who are hunting for a finals position. It, this is what makes the pointy end of the season so interesting, Jake, because while there's teams fighting for finals berth, there's just as many teams fighting to prevent relegation to make sure that they're in B grade again next year. So I think the biggest game of the round is Wembley and Swanath. I think if Wembley win that, Swanath are in a bit of trouble. I mean... You wouldn't go past Whitford and Collegians. That's going to be an absolute blockbuster. I think that's third v fourth. And Ocean Ridge play Wanneroo. So I think that's fifth and first second. So it is, as always now, this is when it gets to get really, really exciting. So we'll be tuning in these results straight after they finish, Jake, because it's going to be it's going to really shape how the finals work out, but also who gets relegated and who remains in B grade. Oh, that's going to be game of the round, I think, uh, in that B grade. That's Swanath Wembley, because it's yep. going to be two very passionate clubs will be fighting out um, in that that battle um, as well. So it'll be very in- interesting to see the results of that one. But the, the top four... Um, with the top two being 48, the next uh, two being you know only uh, two wins behind as well. It's a very even competition in that yep. top four. And obviously with Baldivis um, chasing that finals berth as well. Uh, moving now to the A-grade women's. Now, this is also a really uh, close ladder, not so much for the top team because we know Kurt Uni Wesley have always been that really dominant A-grade team. But the next three teams, very close together. So... The Warnborough girls, um, very talented unit um, down there at Warnborough. North Beach, uh, Uni um, at fourth and Kingsley fifth. 
uh, with West Coast and Rossmoyne um, are within uh, striking distance of that fifth place as well. So there's still a lot of water to go under the bridge the rest of the year, but I think Kingsley um, haven't got that locked in just yet. Yep. Because um, I know Rossmoyne and West Coast will be fighting pretty hard to get that. But, you know, apart from Curtin Uni Wesley, um, those next three positions can change due to North Beach having uh, having that draw with Curtin Uni Wesley, which can obviously change that ladder position pretty It'll much. be interesting. And I reckon the biggest game this week, Charles Riley Reserve, your girls, Jake, travel there to face North Beach. It's going to be huge. It'll be potentially on, on give the girls a chance of either a home final or, you know, getting into a tops two spot, which is always really, really good. So North Beach and Uni, that's going to be massive, as it always is, two massive clubs going head-to-head at Charles Riley, which is always a tough assignment. Absolutely, it is. And, and Warnborough have Piara Waters, and I've, I've always been a big fan of Piara Waters, so that's not going to be a walkover um, for them either. Yep. Last so, year's grand finalist. Last year's grand finalist. So uh, Warmbrook will make sure they, they'll have to be on their game as well. Um, and then the Kingsley girls have West Coast who are just below them. So um, there's a lot of really good fixtures this round for, for that A-grade women's comp. And I'm very excited to see... What's your rough prediction now? Because before the final start, we will do we will do the final ladders. But what's your prediction for that second, third, and fourth? Well, I think I think North Beach is brewing something special there, so they're going to be thereabouts. But I think you'd probably go with North Beach, Uni, Warnborough. Warnborough. So you reckon? That's what I'm thinking in that order. So you reckon Warmbrook will go down to fourth? Yeah, that's a huge I'd, I'd, call by you. Uh, yeah, but it is a massive call. But that's what we pay. That's what yeah, we pay the big bucks. The, you're mate, the cane corns we... of the PFL, mate. You're, you're, <laughs> oh, you're not a fence sitter, mate. You're the you're the Tom Brown, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say four or five sentences that don't actually mean anything, just words. Correct. Yeah. Keep going with your last yeah. ladder, mate. Yeah. Come on. All right, sorry. Mate. All right, <laughs> moving to the A grade men's now. Now this ladder is. It's something yeah. that I look at a fair bit, and I'm sure yep. it's something uh, uh, you, you look at a fair bit as well. On. Yep. Now, Curtin Uni, again, look same as safe, the A-grade women's, very safe. They're basically top spot unless they somehow... Fought lose four on a row. Lose four tough. in a row, which should be paying... Not a dollar one, be paying like a million, a million, million or one. Yep. They're going to sew up top spot, so they, at this stage, will get the week off, first week of finals. But then North Beach... A second uh, with a pretty decent percentage with Freo, uh, CBC, Uni, uh, TA's fifth and Scarborough sixth on percentage yep. that are only just narrowly behind you guys. And then West Coast, the three draws have hurt. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, and their percentage um, needs a, a fair increase as well. But I mean, mathematically, mm. um, Still if, possible. if they were, were to win their last four fixtures, so a huge game for you. Um, Yep. This weekend, obviously, but that uh, that second to fourth, or uh, so second to fifth, um, uh, or oh, so second to sixth, there's only a small margin in it. It's all it's so close, Jay. And that, that can a, change over the next over four weeks. Them. That's going to be moving up and down. And that's it's a beauty crazy. of A grade footy, Jake. Everyone's got a front up from every week, which is going to be really, really good. Would um, you say this is the most even A grade competition that you've a, seen in a while? For a few years, for at least the last few years. Um, which is good. That's what that's what you want. Teams competing well, at the highest level. Apart from obviously Kent Uni, but yeah. um, the sort of the, the rest that middle of rung the and everything yeah. is just like you got to turn up on the day. You actually can't afford to have too many lapses because you will go down and lose games. That's why your game against Scarborough this week, Jake, is going to be is going to be huge. North Beach and CBC. That's going to be that's going to be just as big. I mean, potentially those two teams are playing for for second spot in a home final. And I reckon the big one. And again, we talk about proud football clubs. Is 
again, a team in relegation zone, a team just sort of not where they would like to be due to a few injuries, Bassanet and Kingsway. So that's a Jubilee reserve. Kingsway will want to win that game to get two, two wins ahead of Basso. Saves them anyway. But if Basso win this, despite their percentage being pretty poor, it still keeps them in the hunt to stay in A grade into 2023. So that's going to be a huge game. We'll be looking at those results very closely. They'll certainly be one to watch. And the, the match of the round is actually North Beach versus CBC uh, this That'd weekend. Be huge. So for those that want to tune in, that's on Perth Footy Live, which gets live streamed through uh, the Facebook and on YouTube uh, for Perth Football League. So... Look, Calv, Jason Ladd is a success. I loved it, mate. Uh, triumphant good. return. It's, um, I know you get shunned away because you don't have a segment every week, but I think it's been a while since we've done it. You've been very successful. Well done, mate. But in three or four weeks, it, it will be it, back as we wrap up um, the, the regular season as well. Uh, really good segment, Cal. Another short break, and we'll finish off with Where's Wally? Oh, not Where's Wally? The box. Wally box. There you go. Or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. The box. The box. Cal, to finish off the episode, Wally Box is back once again. I know it's been over almost two weeks this day. It's been basically 10 days since last time we have done it. So listeners are missing it dearly. Yep. Some huge bags kicked this weekend well, and there's one in particular. One in particular, Jamie Bolt. You would have seen it on the, on the socials from Janicock. 19 snags. That's ridiculous. Sickening. That's um that's essentially what you probably play in twenty minute quarters. That's yeah. That's essentially a goal every four minutes. That's a goal every four minutes. Getting a touch every four minutes is pretty good, but a goal is just insane. So I don't know what that is as a fantasy score, but that easy cracks a two hundred. So well done to Jamie. That's a huge, huge bag for the Jandicott Jets. I would have liked to have seen the the stat sheet whether it was just like nineteen kicks. You know, 19 marks, 19 goals, where he was just kind of Tony Lockett at it and just, you know, duked yeah. them. And, but that's all, all he did, just, you know, left his 30-metre radius. That's a lot of 12-point plays, mate, so that's huge. Do you reckon he would have got out of the goal square? You probably no, no, when, you, when you're that hot and you've kicked a few early, you stay as close to goals as possible. It's just the one where you put the hand above your head and you say, kick just, it. Just get, get it in. Yeah. That's like, mate, that is... Uh, that's like, I would dream of... Like, imagine how big the head wobble would be going to the football club. <laughs> You'd imagine someone. Oh, he wouldn't have paid for a beer. Well, he'd probably he'd probably get a plaque and stuff made up. I mean, that doesn't really. That's got to be a club record or something, surely. I'd, I think in recent memory, in at least in the last sort of twenty years, we haven't, men- we haven't of, mentioned nineteen snags on our pod. Well, even I haven't heard of nineteen snags in the last you know nah. ten years. At doesn't least. happen. I, doesn't I, happen. Doesn't so, happen ever. Jamie Bolt, well done, bud. Excellent stuff. I've got to mention our great friend of the pod, Graham Jetter, as well. The 36-year-old genius kicked seven for High Wickham, and they knocked off Calamunda too. So that's a huge win for them on the weekend. Uh, even the old-timer, Brett Wolfen, got a few kicks. So Jets, well done, mate. Still got it at 36. Kick the first two goals of the game was up and about, and the rest was history. Um, Secret Harbour, they they kicked... I just I got a question... Oh, not a question, a mention, uh, a shout-out to send in. They kicked 28-13, I think, on the weekend. Uh, I think it was like 1-4. Um, to the oppo, oh, so a, that was a, a huge win. win for for Secret Harbour. But I think um, you can probably put away the the big goal kickers this weekend. So I think if you could kick, you know, one or two, that's, what's in wet weather bag? Probably two. Two. If you kick two in in twenty five mils of rain, that's a fair day. And three is like three is the equivalent of what six, six or seven. If you if you kick in two, you've you two's can, good. Two's you like have, four or five. You can, like have head, you can have the head wobble. Yeah, correct. Um, two as well. Oh, mate, I do that. If I kick two, I have the head wobble anyway, Jake. If I um, I've got to mention a couple of milestone games here, Jake, because they're not small milestones. They're they're bloody massive. Michael Priolo, four hundred games for Balladura. That's seven hundred and fifty games as a player and a coach as well. Three time club champion, and then the inaugural. 
premiership coach. That is a genuine stalwart of a football club. So well done to him. Hopefully Balladura look after him really, really well because that is just that's as good as it gets for me. That's that's you know that's a lot of time and effort in the one football club. And while I'm mentioning that. We've got to go across to Curtin Uni Wesley or Wesley Curtin as he would have played there and been a part of. Uh, anyway, but have a look at this and this stat sheet, Jake. This is Dean Diamond, Dymo. Hell of a rap sheet, this one. 400 games, 28 years playing football, five flags. He's the club games record holder. 25 years on the committee, six years as the Prez, 12 years as a coach, 15 years as club sponsor. He's a life member and he's in the Hall of Fame there. That is just one seriously good record, Jake. That's unbelievable. So that's our tip your hat off to, to Dymo. Um, hopefully Wesley Curtin look after him a lot this weekend because that is just, that's sensational. 400 games is just, it's, as we said uh, the other week, I think uh, someone from North Beach had their uh, 450th. Yep. Um, it's it's just unfathomable that how many games that is and how many weekends, how many trainings, like how many years you know you dedicate yourselves to a club. So it's it's bloody impressive. Um, and the the fact they're still kicking around now because you know they just do it for the love of it. They're uh, love they're, not, the they're not too much. They're, I'm sure they're very competitive. That probably at the end of the day, you know, win or win, lose or draw. Um, they're just happy to be out there and, and happy get to put their, their footy mate. heads on, and and that's just great effort. So hope, like that's just tip like as good as it gets. I can't imagine playing that many games of footy, Jake. But at the one football club and being a part of it, most of it is just is just unreal. So both absolute club legends and great servants of the Perth Footy League. Well, if you think about, it, I think I looked at my play HQ. I think I've played like. 280 games of football since it was recorded in under 11s or 12s or whatever. It's funny you should look at that, Jack. I looked at mine last night too. Um, and, and because I did it in preparation for this and it's like I've 280 games or whatever. It's like... Oh, but, couple, I mean, got, a, got, but got like, a couple of years on you, mate. But 400 games of like at one club... Like that's as an as like a senior footballer, even senior like, footballer. even if you start in Colts, that's still pretty impressive. So that's, that's just unreal. Um, how are we going for time, Jake? We're, we're, mate, we've we've hit. We're just about to hit the magic. 30, yeah, mate. Oh, so mate, that's a pretty and that's a pretty good effort from us. It's an incredible effort, and and as we say, next week we'll be back to a regular program, regular feature, and we'll make sure the the podcast is out on Tuesday because I know it just ruins your week, and it's it's, <laughs> uh, it's very humbling to know that uh, we're such a big part of your week, and then uh, we we ruin the routine. Um, as well. Um, but Cal, this weekend you have West Coast, huge game for you. Um, Absolutely. Essentially a game that can set you up to, to lock in a final spot. So yep. finals is, uh, is all, every game for that sort of top five or six teams is a is a finals berth um, willing ha- to be taken. I have to win. They're a competitive team, West Coast, so we've got to front up. The weather's going to be interesting and I'm feeling sorry for Bill Graydon and, and, and the way and it's going to look was, at the end of the day. I was just about to say that. I think last year Bill Graydon had their issues. Um, um, and, and, and it's still haunting nodes. So hopefully it just, yeah, in some mirror. Cool. The one week that you probably wouldn't want it to rain, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's gonna bibl- be biblical proportions. And you guys have Scarborough. That's a massive well, yeah, game, mate. We have Scarborough at McGillray. So huge games for both of us. Hopefully we're both on the uh, the right side of the ledger. Thank you, everyone who listens every week. Make sure you follow us on socials at Perth Footy Podcast and always get local. Cheers. Cheers.